if I had a dime for every time Wit Studio started an anime series and passed it off to Mappa, I'd have two dimes, which is not a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai. And joining me tonight, I am just joined by our, our man, Shinoda, a man who is by far at his wits' end. <laughs> Tired of this shit. I'm, I'm getting too old for this shit. Shinoda, though, this is this is a rare thing. It, it's, it's not often that it's just you and I on an episode of the podcast. I know, it's almost like only two of us were available for stuff. I know, I know. Although, to be fair, I don't think, I don't think, uh, well, Ty isn't available and he wanted to be here. Um, I don't think John ever actually planned to be here. He also is getting ready to go to PAX, so uh, there's that. I almost wasn't here. My mom's over in the state right now, so I've just oh. been spending a lot of time with her. Well uh thank you for uh eschewing time with your family to be here i guess <laughs> um but yeah uh i can only think of i think two other times where it's just been you and i on the podcast and both of them were for us talking about different movies um one was for the don machi movie and the other one's for premiere because you and i both got a chance to watch those things together yeah god those are so long ago it's really been that long huh I, so yeah, it has. Um, I think with the Damachi movie came out in what 2018, 2019, one of those two. Um, oh God, pre-COVID times. Well, yeah, and I, I remember it because you and I actually went and saw it together, like actually physically together. Because as luck would have it, it had its um, like American release, the theatrical release during otakon and you and i were both in DC for that. So we decided, hey, uh, the day before the convention, let's just go check out this movie. <laughs> Damn, was it a good time? It was it, it was fun. And then um Premiere came out in I want to say was it 2019 as well. Um um and you we and I got a it chance at to Otacon. Yeah. Um so that was that was fun. Um but anyway, we're not here to talk about either of those two things today. You and I have gotten together because we're gonna talk about uh an anime studio. We're doing another one of our uh, uh studio retrospectives. Uh, and if you can tell by the shirt Shinoda is wearing, um, I, I also have her here too. I have my my Anya plushie. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about Studio Wit, um, a studio that has only been around for a little over a decade now. Um, They're so young. Yeah. Uh, well, to be fair, I think a lot of the uh, anime studios that we've covered so far in our retrospectives, with the exception of Kyoto Animation, are relatively younger studios. Um, we should actually do a studio retrospective eventually for one that's been around for like 35, 40 years. <laughs> eventually, Shaft. eventually. Shaft would be a good one because they've been around for 40 years. Uh, Wait, they're that old? Yes, they're older than a lot of people think they are. Jesus. Uh, but no, Wit, uh, Studio Wit. A lot of you probably know them for uh, their works, and we are going to be talking about them uh, uh, mostly tonight. But I also want to spend a little bit of time up front talking about uh, where wit came from so um studio what was oh, created just for attack on titan uh originally kind of yeah um so it was founded uh back on june 1st of 2012 
um, by producers at Production IG, which is another big anime studio that we'll probably eventually talk about. Um, and it was a subsidiary or made a subsidiary of their holding company that all that Production IG is also a part of called IG Port. Um, for those that don't know, IG Port is a holding company in Japan that is currently comprised of a number of subsidies in the anime and manga space, um, notably Production IG and Wit Studio. Um, they also own uh, or are, have a subsidiary of uh, Signal MD, which is another uh, anime studio that has been around for a little while now. Um, they also have Mag Garden, which is a manga publishing uh, house. Uh, and a couple other smaller publishing houses under their wing, uh, too. Now, Alex, just to ask the question, what the hell is a holding company? Just a so holding, TLDR. I mean, uh, uh, the TLDR holding company is essentially just a big company that owns a bunch of smaller companies. And the the big company that, that holds the companies, that's why they're called a holding company, doesn't really do anything besides own companies. <laughs> Like that's their business is owning com- owning and helping run companies. Um, that's essentially what a holding company is. There's a lot more to it behind the scenes, but that's the TLDR. Um, Wit Studio itself is physically headquartered in uh, Musashino, Tokyo, um, and the studio was founded by George Wada, a former employee and animator at uh, Production IG. Uh, and after its founding, Tetsuya, I'm going to butcher this, Tetsuya. Nakatake, God, that's I don't know why that's <laughs> so it. hard for me to say, uh, was uh, appointed as the representative director for the studio, and he still is to this day. Um, I wonder also, what the hell's the difference between representative director and just director. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Semantics. I just, so, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> um and also it's worth pointing out that once uh wit was founded back in 2012 there were a lot of other animators from uh production ig and other staff members that went to join wit um today it also i believe it also has a it's like 150 or so employees now uh 156 if i remember right um let me take a look. I, it's, it's something around 150. Uh, 153, actually. 153, okay. Uh, uh, the studio itself, what, I, I was actually shocked when I found this out because it doesn't seem like enough, but maybe, obviously it was. Um, it was funded with an initial investment of uh, 30 million yen. Now, I did a little mathematics behind the scenes and realized that adjusted for inflation... That is roughly two hundred and thirty thousand U.S. dollars in today's money. Um, and this is just like, a, yeah, this is just a capital investment. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, as the initial starting off investment only being that much, that seems pretty goddamn low. So I'm really surprised. I have to imagine though they had a lot of equipment and other things from production IG that they were just given. Uh, and all that. I also think there may have also been um, some private investment behind the scenes, perhaps. Um, maybe almost from without some, a doubt from from some wealthy business. I, I don't know. As to start a new a brand new studio, that doesn't seem like enough. But again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just not as well versed in the actual formation of an anime studio uh, 
maybe that is enough. If if anyone out there knows, like I, I'd love to talk to someone who knows more about how like the actual intricacies and processes of founding an anime studio in Japan, what that's like. Um, it'd be fascinating to learn uh, like the logistics behind all that. Um, uh, with studio back in December of 2020 in the throes of COVID, mind you, um, <laughs> decided, hey, you know, we need a stop motion animation studio. <laughs> yeah, this was wild to me. I was like, of all things, stop motion. And they didn't, uh, they said they're not doing it by themselves either. Yeah, yeah. They partnered with uh, a rather renowned stop motion animator uh, and director in Japan, uh, Tomoki Misato. Um, he's worked on a, a ton of different stop motion things, not just in Japan, but also around the world uh, over the years. Um, so, I mean, that was, I, I don't know, I guess you get really bored in, in the throes of COVID. It's like, hey, let's just do another studio. Why not? <laughs> uh, Absolutely wild, but you know, hell yeah. Um, and then back uh, last year in May of 2022, uh, Wit Studio uh, decided to create a partnership with Aniplex, Cloverworks, and Shueisha. Uh, they founded a new company called Joen or J-O-E-N. I don't know if you're supposed to pronounce it or just say the letters. Um, but it was for, uh, formed to facilitate planning and production of television anime series, anime films, and anime shorts. Uh, Look, all uh, that it's such a boring summary of what they're doing i have no clue what they're actually planning on doing they're they're just like throw out the most general summary of what we're gonna do but don't actually give anything so i'm wondering what the hell they're actually going to do i mean it sounds like it was just a partnership to create more production committees Hmm? i don't know um where maybe the anime comp uh anime uh studios themselves have way more say in what's being done through the production committee. I, that that's my guess. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's about it. That kind of brings us to the present from its founding. Um, so let's kind of talk about some of the things that they have uh, worked on over the years. Now, it, it's Wit Studio. I, I can't. I, we can't talk about Wit Studio without talking about what they're probably best known for. Um, and what Alex and a, hates the most. And a, yeah, and a big reason why the company itself was founded uh, in the first place, that is Attack on Titan. Uh, I, I don't majority think... majority of their life uh, of the company, that that's pretty much yeah. all they were doing from I mean, it the ran main from series. Tw- yeah, yeah for, from 2013 to 2019, yeah. And um, they also did a shit ton of uh, movies, OVAs, a couple of ONAs just for attack on titan that was their baby for the longest time yeah i i genuinely thought that you know again given as much as i hate it i don't give a shit but i genuinely thought like this was going to be their big legacy thing like they were going to see it through to the end um I mean, they did do the first three seasons. They did. Uh, they ended up doing 59 entire episodes of the series, plus eight OVAs. And they also did a few compilation films. Um, I don't know if you want to count those as separate works. They're really just putting together stuff. I I don't know. But anyway, uh, they've obviously spent a ton of time 
working on this one series and it, it was a shock to me when they said no nah, we're not we're not doing this anymore we're we're passing off the the final season the final season of the show to someone yeah. else so oh man this is a long story i don't want to get way too into it but the big thing is they got screwed over in terms mm. of earnings for um attack on titan and i don't think they ever saw profit from it um if they did it was they, very small yeah if they did it was very small but like it was to the point where there was no point in them making it mm. because they were they would have essentially been doing it for free so they they said no we're not and, doing it and who wants to work for free <laughs> yeah seriously uh, they get paid jack shit as is yeah like, i know right <laughs> um so i i don't i don't necessarily like completely disagree with them like throwing it to the side because if it was especially if it was causing them a studio loss uh like i why wouldn't you at that point it becomes way more baggage than it's worth no really and i'm so disappointed by that like i wish they would have been paid properly and uh gotten to finish it out because they did love and care for it like Hmm. whatever criticism you can have of the series aside you can see through the animation and music uh the amount of love uh wit put into aot oh yeah like as much as i might shit on the show um i can definitely tell the people making it at least at um at, at wit definitely cared about what they were making so it, it definitely shines through um I wonder if you were to take a poll of the people who worked on Attack on Titan and, and everyone who worked at WIT, um, if they actually had a choice of doing it, you know, like finishing it off or or doing it, you know, money notwithstanding. Um, I, guess, I I bet a lot of them would say, yeah, we'd like to just finish it off because it's, it's our thing. Um, but well, they, did, they, they did eventually, like Attack on Titan did get uh, picked up by by mappa and by all accounts like i i've only seen the first part of the final the first part of like 87 of the final season um <laughs> as I someone mean, who's actually watching it i can say i'm enjoying it i think they're doing a damn good job i, I think they're doing as good as they could have done given what was thrown on their plate um but we in the past we have actually done a a, a thing with Studio Mappa, so you can go check that out. <laughs> we we've done a studio retrospective for 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 Mappa. If you want to go check that out, where I believe we did that like two years ago, so we would have it would have been at the time when Attack on Titan was already there. So I'm sure we talked about it. Uh, but in the same vein, you know, Chinoda, so. you know that th you know that thing where it's like. If I had a dime for every time Wit Studio started an anime series and passed it off to Mappa, I'd have two dimes, which is not a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. Weird goddamn coincidence, but you know, uh, it's not the first time. No, it's not. Uh, the, the same thing that kind of happened with Attack on Titan uh, has also happened um, very recently with Vinland Saga, which um, Wit Studio did do the first season of of that uh, manga adaptation 
uh, which was really, really good. I think universally that's pretty acclaimed. Like that, that's that whole season. The, those 24 episodes of the first season of Inland Saga are just S-tier. absolutely amazing. S tier. Um, they, they, it was legitimately S tier. Hmm. So much about that they got right. They got I the, the the art and the art and animation is perfect. The the music is amazing. Um, action scenes are animated so well. Um, granted, I mean, compared to season two, there's way more fight scenes, so there's more action scenes to animate. But um, just everything about the pacing is immaculate. Just literally, it is the epitome for me of something that's like a ten out of ten. Um, it was honestly damn near perfect adaptation mm. um yeah uh that came out what would the Vinland saga was the the first season of Vinland saga was in in 2019 so we are kind of skipping ahead i just wanted to talk about that now simply because it has that connection with attack on titan where they're like all right we've done this now mappa here we're tag teaming you in Mappa, remember when we did this before? Do it again. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you remember how literally, like last year, we said, hey, take this from us? Ta-da! <laughs> uh, I hope that doesn't become a habit for, for Mappa, where, or excuse me, for, for, for Wit Studio, where they're making these anime, like they're making a season or two, um, and then they just pass off the rest of it to another studio. Because I don't think that looks good. <laughs> it it doesn't, but there's so many behind the scenes things that happen for uh these studios and producers True. and just all types of shenanigans. So also I do want to point out while this has happened twice with two things that Wit has worked on where they get passed off to Mappa, it's not the only time that it's happened because it's happened with another thing that they've worked on, Ancient Megas Bride, which is something I haven't seen, but I know you have Chinoda and you absolutely adore it. I love it. It's uh it's uh it's in the top I don't know, top twenty franchises mm-hmm. for me. I, I absolutely love it. But they only worked on the first season. Yeah, and I'm just like, what the hell? Like, again, wait, what is is going on? I forget. It wasn't to MAPA it went, but still. What was the studio they actually passed that off to? Um, Was it Kafka? Studio Studio Kafka, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Kafka. It was Kafka, yeah. yeah. Um, So I want to ask you for some, because I haven't seen it. Uh, even though for the last like two years you've been screaming at me, watch this fucking show, Alex. Uh, so, what did you think? Did they was the transition done well? I thought it was honestly it was so goddamn seamless. I I, I had trouble wondering if they even passed it on because it it, it was nearly one to one. It, well, it really was, yeah. So that's good. I don't know. So how, I think they might have taken some of the staff with them who uh worked on it. I honestly haven't looked into it, but it was they amazingly might, well done. They might have because I know that um uh the director of Finland Sagas, the first season, went over to Mappa to work on the second season. Um, but for someone like me who hasn't seen um Ancient Vegas Bride, like without giving out too many spoilers, like sell the series to me because you love it so much oh um because john tells me it's rapey 
the fuck? I, uh, I, uh, sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> but like no actual rape, but like I, I can see where he's coming from. Uh, redheaded chick uh, gets Stockholm syndrome with the eldritch horror, and it's right. super adorable. Right. So we bang the Cthulhu monster. I get it. I get it. Yes. And uh, the Cthulhu monster can transform into various different things, which is even better. Ah, ah yes. For when when eight inches isn't enough. <laughs> that has tentacles. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Where's uh, I mean, <laughs> but no, um, it is a very intriguing world with a lot of uh lot of real life mythology and spirits and um old celtic lore um all sorts of uh things like that intermixed into the world so some rather realistic stuff that um if you know any sort of uh mythical history mm. um actually is woven into the show and okay. it, it's it was very well done the first uh season when wit did it um I wholeheartedly fell in love, even with the sometimes, as people would say, rightly problematic elements of it. Like, I wasn't kidding about the Stockholm Syndrome. Like, it really is very much like that. But you kind of learn to get along with it and accept it because of how it's portrayed and how it's done. But it is very much Stockholm Syndrome. What do you mean, honey? You don't have Stockholm Syndrome. (laughs) Ah, gaslighting. It's fun <laughs> when you're the one doing it. <laughs> uh, one of these days, Chinoda, I promise you, I will sit down and watch this series. Remember how um, uh, me and John have been telling you about a bunch of shows to watch and you've been like, fuck, I do love these. I, I recently watched the very first episode of uh, Magical Destroyers. John might be right about that, too. I'm I was upset. right about it too. I'm I was screaming along with him to uh, at you to watch it. Uh um but no, I, one day, one day I will sit down and actually watch Ancient Magus Bride. I promise. And there's I, so I, much content there. Um well now, yeah, for sure. Um but uh something one of one of Wit's older shows that I am finally got getting around to watching with uh, our boy Ida who makes thumbnails for us uh, is Seraph of the End uh or A Warrior of Seraph. I finally sat down and started watching that. I'm through the first season, we're about midway through the second season. Um I mean this in the best possible way when I say this show is very gay. <laughs> Lesbian gay or gay gay? Oh, oh no, it's touching tips gay. <laughs> oh, that's that's homosexual <laughs> oh, gay. We, I love we, it. we touching tips in this in this bitch right here. Uh, no, um, th- there's something about Seraph at the end where, um, first of all, when I watched, I did, I, I knew very little going into. It. I know back in the day, um, when we first started this podcast, because Sarah for the End came out in 2015, and we started our podcast at the end of 2015 going into 2016, um, Show, who used to be on our podcast, used to love this show. He used to love Sarah for the End. And I, I had never watched it, but I know that he adored it. And I just kind of ignored it all these years. And then uh, Ida's like, hey, uh, this is like one of my favorite things ever. Want to watch it together? And I'm like, okay, sure. I'll get finally give it a shot. And then you know what? I can't say it's a masterpiece, but it's but. good for what it is. Okay. 
I, I, I it's one of, of those where I give it. it like I, a, I don't know anything about it. I give it like a solid seven out of ten so far, which is a respectable score. No, that is. Uh, so Sarah for the end without going into spoilers, basically a, a sort of a post-apocalyptic show where uh, vampires kind of take over the earth and there's a human resistance. Uh, and you follow basically there's essentially two main characters. There's one who used to be a human who gets turned into a vampire. Uh, and they're like, they're like orphans that were at the same orphanage. Uh, and they were like best friends. And the other one goes off to be part of the human resistance. And of course they meet and it's very gay. <laughs> now is this baiting gay or is it like, Oh, it's, it's have Oh, it's definitely baiting. Oh, the gay baiting is real with this one. Uh, I love it and hate it when it's just baiting. Oh, it's just tickling your balls the entire time. Uh, it's like, you think it's going to happen, but in the back of your mind, you know. You know this is not going to happen. <laughs> um, I One thing that's very unique about it is its background art. Um, all of its background art looks like watercolor paintings. And I don't know if I like it or not. It, it's a unique feature of of the show, but I don't know if I like it or not. So I know the style you're talking about. I'm not a huge fan of those styles normally. I can tolerate it, but that's that's what I can do. At I best. think tolerate. I think more often than not, it works for the establishing shots, especially the wide angle establishing shots. But when you're doing close up stuff, it, it definitely stands out way more than it should. Uh, and also, I didn't realize until like two or three episodes in that the the music was done by your boy here, Yuki Sawano. So no wonder it sounds oh, good. Really? Yes. Oh shit! Now I'm actually interested. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's got a lot going for it. And like I said, it, I wouldn't call it a masterpiece. I wouldn't even call it great, but it's it's good for what it is. Okay. No, I mean, that's respectable enough. It's not It's not super deep. It's not something you have to think about, but it is enjoyable to watch. Um, uh, oh, go ahead. They also did... Uh, God, I, ha- I, I honestly did not like this, but for some reason it got popular around the time. Cabinary of the Iron Fortress... I remember we were talking to John about this. John's like, wait, they did cabin area. I'm like, yeah, John, they did. They did. I, you know what? I, I've got it in my head, this idea of what the pitch meeting was for cabin area. Cause cabin area is an anime original. It's not based on a manga. It's not based on a light novel or anything. It, it's a, an original work that came straight from wit. And, th- and this is in 2016. So we're only about three years removed from the premiere of uh, the first season of attack on Titan. And, uh, I, I in my head the pitch meeting goes dude bro attack on titan was kind of big for us we should see if we can replicate that but not have to pay any royalties for using someone else's work bro what should we do bro what if we just did attack on titan but added trains bro <laughs> and you know what zombies are in right now let's uh mix that yeah. in somehow the walking dead is super popular right now let's do that <laughs> like that that in my head that was the pitch meeting because the story is kind of similar it's just trains yeah and zombies yeah i was Honestly, I remember when I was first watching, I was like, this just feels like Attack on Titan ripoff. 
like oh and there's also then, that's it there's also there's also another part of that um that pitch meeting that i, I imagine it's like bro but what if they realize that we're doing a ripoff of attack on titan bro i got you we'll just put a random shot in of some buff girl's back muscles it's fine and you know what it did make it funny <laughs> god damn god damn those muscles they'll completely forget it's an attack on titan rebuff we just put buff girls in there it's fine oh god but... i'm hip to your ways wit i'm hip to your jive sir to be fair put a wife uh put a waifu in any show even if it's bad you're gonna uh, you're gonna get something at the very least mediocre out of it yeah but i mean cab in all fairness and i, I want to be fair to cabinary it looks really good the show looks amazing it's just the story is not great <laughs> i'll concede on that it does look amazing i fucking hated the rest of it but it did visually expressively look good visually it's a feast for the eyes uh narratively it has a lot to be desired <laughs> uh but yeah that was i it was literally i think just their attempt to recapture what they were able to do with attack on titan using their own original work um, which is not to say that every orig anime original that, that uh, Wit has done has been horrendously bad. No, it hasn't. Um, I'm actually curious, Alex. Have you checked out their uh, first original work, uh, The Rolling Girls, that uh, uh, that came out in 2015? Uh, I have not. I've heard of it, and I've heard people talk about it, and some people said it was pretty good. Um, technically, though, it's not their first anime original work that they did. Really? Uh, it's their first it was their first anime original tv series that they did their first anime original work was actually in 2013 they made a movie called how right right i forgot about and that i have seen that and how is actually not half bad like i again it's one of those things where i'd give it like a it's 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 good for what it is kind of seven out of ten uh like score um, but that was actually something they worked on at the same time they were working on the first season of Attack on Titan. Um, and it, it's pretty, I don't even know where this is streaming anymore. Originally, I saw this on the Funimation channel back in 2013. <laughs> oh, let me look it up real quick. Uh, but I don't know if it, it's currently streaming anywhere. But yeah, that was their first anime original work that they um, that they worked on. But no, I, I have Funimation. Okay, I where were that? You sure? Is that still a thing? Who knows? <laughs> um, but no, I have not seen the Rolling Girls. Have you? I have not at all. I haven't even heard of it until like I was actually doing research uh, for this. It's like the hell is I, this? I've, it looks I've cute. I, I mean, yeah, it looks cute. I, I've talked to people who have watched it before, and they said that it, it's pretty decent. Um, not like super great or super like a masterpiece or anything, but it's good for what it is. But if you're talking about original works that they've done that are really good, uh, may I point you to an anime that they worked on uh, in 2020 that not only is it fantastic, it won our anime of the year award that year. Great Pretender. <laughs> I haven't watched it. Oh my God. <laughs> you still haven't watched it? What I still haven't you watched it. 
It's on fucking Netflix. Go watch it now. I know. Uh, Look, I'm busy. I haven't um, had time. No, seriously. This uh, with so this came out in 2020. Uh, it was, and, and I I want to I want to stress that 2020 was a difficult year for us to decide because something else came out in 2020 that all of us here on the podcast absolutely adored, and that was Interspecies Reviewers and the oh, anime. The anime of the year award came down to between that and, and, and great pretender and great pretender won out. And we were we, arguing we, on that for so long. We spent, I, I, I shit you not. We spent two and a half hours just deciding on our anime of the year. And it was between those two anime. <laughs> uh, but no great pretender ended up winning for, for, for very good reason. Um, not only is its soundtrack really good and it's got fucking Freddie Mercury singing its ED song. Um, yes, Freddie Mercury out of Queen. Um, it's got a, a fantastic story. It's got a unique art style. Um, and like, I, I don't want to talk about like the story too much because I feel like giving too much of it away really uh, takes away its mystique. And it's it's one of those anime where it doesn't treat its viewers like idiots it genuinely thinks that you're smart enough to figure certain things out so it doesn't spoon feed you the entire narrative it relies on you being smart enough to figure certain things out as you go it gives you context clues but that's it yes and it, and it drops hints here and there about the overall like story being told but it relies on you as the viewer being smart enough to put it together which is great because the story revolves around a fucking con man actually it revolves around several con men um uh, just going on this whirlwind adventure across the globe it's 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 fun to watch man great pretender for an anime original it's one of those anime originals where it makes me want more anime originals all right all right fine 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 i'll i'll i'll, I'll get to it 100 worth your time it's, it's definitely also one of those series that um watch it with your friends it's one of those that's fun to watch with 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 like friends or family or, or other people who are really into anime okay um it's got it's got moments in it that are just you can laugh at it together or you can go like that's awesome together it's a fun uh watch along uh yes anime. yes it's it's definitely one of those that's really fun to watch along with somebody okay um um they also did like back to back. They did anime original works. Um, back in 2021, they did uh, Vivi, which uh, fluorites eyes. What a subtitle! Um, I did never watched this, but Natai said it was pretty good. I, I know nothing about this, and not not a single goddamn thing. Uh, I know that there's music in it. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's it that's i know that ostensibly i think it's about music it's about an ai uh musician called diva apparently oh we're getting into some some murky territory and they man that was before. in 2021 they were really ahead of the curve weren't they they, they really were uh an uh, AI from a hundred years in the future who tells her, her of a world where AI decide to eradicate humanity. That sounds about right. That sounds par for the course. I'm here <laughs> for it. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, but also, but let's talk about what uh, one of the things went 
really popped mm-hmm. off on Ranking mm-hmm. of Kings. Yes, yes, I want to talk about this right now because Ranking of Kings is so fucking good. Um, I, now there's a lot of people when they start watching this, they immediately turn it off, and I understand it's got that 1950s Disney aesthetic to it, and that's not that's not for everybody. I get it. I 100% get it. Because the, the character designs, the art style, it's got it looks like something out of like Snow White or Alice in Wonderland's like Disney it's cartoon. It's extremely stylized. Yes. Um, but I guarantee you, I promise you, I promise you, if you stick with it, you are in for a narrative treat. Because these characters, they they seem on when you first meet them, that they're gonna be these classic fairy tale like archetypes. And they do the whole bait and switch with almost every single character so that you never know what you're actually going to get. You think the evil stepmom is just going to be the evil stepmom? No. You think the evil henchman is just going to be the the the, fo- the like the blind follower? No. <laughs> you think the righteous king is going to be the righteous king? No. <laughs> it's so much more than what it is on the surface. And now this is everything I've heard. I still haven't watched it. I need to. Oh my uh, god! Yes, I know, I know. Uh, but everything I've heard, like it, very much deserves. It's on the list for anime of the year for very good uh, reasons. Oh, yeah. for those years, like it really it was, was that. It was good. nominated for our anime of the year. Yeah, um, it was. I forget what won. That's a. Uh... Because it would have been, it was been for last year. I, I genuinely, what, what, what was our anime of the year for last year? I cannot remember. Um, <laughs> I guess that's bad that I can't remember that. <laughs> look, we've been watching a lot. Of, uh, oh my god! I, no, no, no. I got, I gotta go look this up now. Um, okay, okay. Hold on. But yeah, no. Ranking of Kings. Um, lots of people have been talking about it in oh, the community. Chainsaw itself. Man. It was Chainsaw Man. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was last year. Uh, I forgot about. Li- listen to these nominees we had for anime of the year last year. We were kind of spoiled for choice: Ranking of Kings, Spy Family, Chainsaw Man, Mob Psycho Season Three, Cyberpunk, Edge Runners, Bochi the Rock, Kaguya-sama. We were spoiled for choice. That was another year where we were arguing for hours on end for multiple. Yeah, categories. the problem, the, the difference was it wasn't between two anime; it was between all of them. <laughs> God, what a great year! Uh, yeah um what we're talking about (laughs) ranking of kings so the community has talked a lot about it with damn good reason um it has a lot of uh stereotypical um stereotypical things that are twisted on and Mm. it's in the best way possible Mm. highly recommend even even though I haven't watched it, I can absolutely say I highly recommend it just from what I've heard. And I do plan on watching it myself. Hmm. Possibly um, a watch along in the Discord if you guys want to join us down hey, there. Hey, there you go. There's an idea. We could definitely do that as a watch party in the Discord server. Oh, excuse me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Ranking of Kings, 100% worth every moment of your, t- of your time. Especially if you like... Um, the bait and switch type things with traditional fairy tale tropes. Yes, sir. Uh, you just, uh, it's one of those anime where you got to get over the art style. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's like, if you care about 
story enough, you'll mm. you can power through it very easily. But I understand why a lot of people are turned off by it. Absolutely. Like another one that it's like that. It's not it's not a wit uh, studio thing, but there's an anime called Ping Pong the Animation, which I will always take an opportunity to bring up anytime there's a a segue into it. It it does not look great. It it's a very it's very much a acquired taste when it comes to its visual stylings. But man, if you get through that, there's a good story being told. I have something similar as well. Not anime related though. Hmm. Uh, American South Park. Mm. I can't watch the first um however many like eight, nine, ten, whatever seasons mm. because of the animation style it's in. It literally gives me a headache. It's, I can't it's just cardboard cutouts. <laughs> yeah, no, but like how it's done and like I don't know what it specifically is, but like it's only the more modern ones that I can watch. Like mm. before uh, a certain point. I can't watch it. It physically gives me a headache after like five, ten minutes. I like how they've just stopped doing like seasons. It's just anytime uh, they come up with an idea for a show, it's like, all right, we got this. Let's go. Well, I mean, with considering how long it's been going, I can understand. It's only so I think I think it's make. better. I think it's better that way. It's like uh, the the show has ostensibly just become like a, a mirror being held up to society, saying like this is you. Um, it's like okay, well, when we have stuff to do a story on, we have current events that we can use to to satirize and just do it. Uh, but yeah, I, I get it. I get it when people say, "Man, I mean, there may be a good story here, but the art is just is just terrible." I get it. I get it. Uh, one anime that Wit has worked on where the art is, is certainly not terrible, though, is Spy X Family. And yes, I God. will pronounce the X because the X is fucking there. <laughs> goddamn. Wit hit it out of the goddamn field with Spy X Family. I, I want to point out, to be fair to, to Wit, it wasn't just them because Spy X Family is a collaboration with Cloverworks. It absolutely was, but uh, we tend to give it a lot of credit because they 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 they've uh, they have the staff, they've done their work. You can tell a lot mm. of the time when something looks beautiful, it's wit. You really yeah. can, and that's um, no shade at Cloverbergs. Don't get me wrong. I can't. So, if I recall correctly, and I may be wrong about this, but I remember reading uh, as the show was airing. Um, that it was like a back and forth thing. So I think it was Wit did the odd numbered episodes, Cloverworks did the even numbered episodes, or maybe it's the other way around. But that's how they did it. It um, was something really weird. Yeah. Um, that that means for a, I think it was a 23, 24 episode season that they've done so far, um, which a second season is on the way along with a movie. Um, that means that each studio only had to do 12 episodes. So, I mean, if you're splitting the work that way, it's probably not a bad idea how to do it. That Actually, if you're going to collaborate with a studio, that might be the best way to go about it. Might be. I mean, from what we've seen, they've was kept extremely consistent and things were done fantastic mm. uh, overall. So yeah. it actually might be, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Spike's family, if, if you want a really good... Um, mostly wholesome um uh show to watch uh with characters that you can't help but root for 
I, I can't think of anything recently that, that exemplifies that more than, than Spike's family. Um, also, Anya is literally one of the cutest things ever. Peanuts. 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 That's all. I'm looking. I, I don't know about you. I assume you're as hyped about the second season of the movie as I am. Not only. Yeah, I am full on planning on doing a whole uh, movie outing with a big group of friends of mine because we're all excited hmm. for the Spy X Family um, movie. It's going to be amazing. I know that no, for no, certain. No word yet on when it's coming to North American theaters, I do believe. At least as of the time of this recording. Yeah, um, last I saw it was coming December. Yeah, but that's year. in Japan. Yeah. So I let's say it's going to be at least three months, maybe four. Um, probably not until spring of 2024, I would say. There is a very rare chance it comes out even sooner than that, but that's extremely rare. I I I think you're you're lucky now if we can get it because a lot of anime movies that come out in Japan, there seems to be at least a three month waiting period before it comes across the the ocean to the north to North America. Um, I'd say earliest March. More than likely. Um, we'll see how it goes. Either way, I, I know almost for certain that it's gonna make the money and then some mm. oh yeah i i have i have no doubt that it'll it'll be a money maker um but uh i <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to like end this oh well, i guess we won't really end it on this um i do want to talk about one last thing uh the most recent thing in fact uh studio wit has worked on that i've watched um kizuna no alio um <laughs> okay oh boy you want to talk about a shit show yeah literally a shit show uh this is another co-production with uh, signal nd which if you'll remember uh from the beginning of uh, our little um uh, retrospective here i said is another anime studio that is under the ig port umbrella um so this is an uh, anime that is based on the virtual YouTuber Kizuna Ai, who has fallen completely out of relevance with things like Niji Sanji and Whole Alive and Bishoto. Hey, Grandpa, remember Kizuna Ai? Uh, yeah, I have two of her figures, I remember. <laughs> um, Pepperidge Farm definitely remembers. Uh, and, and not to say that I think that Kizuna Ai has become, like, bad or by any stretch i definitely think she's become boring in terms of what we have now with with vtubers under like the whole live v shoujo umbrella despite some of the drama that we get from time to time uh but the entire show the entire anime is literally framed as a woe is me i'm not popular anymore what the hell happened oh my god shocked pikachu face i are you exaggerating or not really i mean i'm the the shocked pikachu face at the end is kind of an exaggeration but like it, it genuinely just feels like an entire the the anime was created as a pity party for keys nine not being popular anymore like wow that why um... would you do this 
And there was a second season of this schlock coming, by the way. What? I don't know why. How the fuck did it? Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess people just enjoy. I mean, his I know down in her dumps. I, I I know I know that there are still hardcore fans. Some of them have probably still been around since the beginning of Keys and I. I'm not knocking you if you are. There's still a market for that, sure, 100. percent Um, but she never really evolved in the VTuber space like all these other VTubers and VTuber production companies have. And it really shows. It shows with something like this, where it's like it's framed as like she doesn't know how she like got unpopular. It's like bitch, because you stood still while everyone else was innovating. I don't know. Her biggest advantage was the fact that um, she was the first. Well, but that's yeah. it. Well, not the first, but certainly the one first, of the first. The, yeah. The first big one, the first one to make to really show that the concept of a VTuber could be popular. Um, and I remember back in the day, I used to watch Keys and I all the time. Um, but then Whole Live came along and my wallet cried. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still crying to this day. And it's still crying. Man, I I beat that wallet like I could beat Tina Turner. Mm. Speaking of wallets, um, I don't know how they managed to get this collaboration. Wit Studio partnered up with DC. Like, yeah, this DC is a shock. In, DC has in DC Comics over here, and they're making a Suicide Squad Isekai, and that's anime. just that's 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 not that's not like a description. That's the actual title. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is. That is the actual title too. It's so fucking wild. I'm I'm just like, what the fuck? Everyone I remember everyone when this was announced was like, what the actual fuck? Is this like a late April Fool's Day joke or something? But no, it is a very real thing and it is happening. And they uh Wit Studio has even come out and said, Yeah, we want to do even more DC stuff. And I'm just yeah. like that would actually be really fucking cool because DC has a whole built world and there's a lot of elements to it. So they, they can't do, they can't do, do any worse than Hollywood. Uh, the problem is they they'll probably do so much better and Hollywood's going to be threatened by it. Yeah. Um hell, make them do Justice League. <laughs> oh my god, that would be triple S tier. Get Henry Cavill to come back and voice Superman, please. Just have him voice him. He doesn't have to play him. Just voice him, please. Nah, fuck that. I want. I want to see the Mabs again. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Um, but yeah, like right now, this doesn't have any kind of release date. Like right, if you go look at it now, it's just TBA. Um, so maybe it's coming out next year. Maybe it's going to be 2025. Who knows? But this does seem like a more of a long term uh, project for uh, for Wit. Um, but that's uh, of TV anime. That's the most recent thing that they've even announced. Um, I guess I, we could, we could, uh, I guess top this off by talking about, uh, bubble maybe <laughs> that is a weird way to end it. But, um, uh, it is the last thing I really wanted to talk about that we haven't talked about yet. Um, 
Bubble is an uh, anime original movie that came out in 2022. In fact, we did a movie review on uh, Bubble, so you can go check that out as well. Um, the best way I can describe this uh, movie without spoiling too much is imagine the most uh, like potential-filled story you can imagine, and then imagine a writer doing absolutely none, nothing to fulfill that potential. That's Bubble. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a good movie. Imagine, yeah, imagine the creating a really cool sounding post-apocalyptic world and then filling it with completely one-dimensional characters with one-dimensional motivations and then a very generic soundtrack and then saying yeah that's a good movie okay okay Should let be. me ask does it have any same risk does it at least look pretty Did the art Wits is very do... pretty the art, okay. the, the art, and the animation is is very well done. It it, it looks visually, it looks very good. Um, everything else about it is entirely mediocre. Okay, so somewhat tolerable at the best. If you just want something that's a feast for the eyes for about an hour and forty five minutes, yeah. So, Alex, I want to ask, what do you think uh, is the future of wit? That's a really good question. Um, I hope it's not doing first seasons of shows and then passing them off to other studios. Um, I, I really hope that doesn't become a habit with them. I, I hope it was just a... Wow. What? Better wrap this up. There's fucking lightning and thunder. Uh, oh. um, um, I, I really hope that doesn't become uh, like the norm for them. If it does... Um, I, I don't think that's a good long-term look for them. I, I'm hoping for things more like what we got with the um, Spy X family, um, with them working with other studios to create really cool uh, collaborative efforts uh, because it worked out really, really well. I want to see them experiment with things like they did with Ranking of Kings, where they have these very unique stylized uh, presentation that they do. Um, and I want to see more things like crazy out there stuff like the suicide squad isekai things that you wouldn't necessarily think uh, an anime studio would do that's what i want to see the future of wit being all right i want yeah, no. i want to i want to see them experiment i want to see them collaborate more um and i want to see them go out and and get these maybe maybe more western partnerships maybe not just dc maybe some other uh western franchises they could they could work on the very fact that they were managed to negotiate a deal and is actually doing something is already way ahead of what almost everyone else does. Yeah. Um, who knows? Maybe they could do something with... Uh, I, I guess this would kind of be competing with DC because Marvel's under the same roof, but maybe get something with Star Wars or... Hell, fucking... Why not? There's 80 different series running right now. Star Trek. Um, I I don't know. I feel like there's a couple of different like Western properties besides DC that that they could maybe work out a deal with. Um, I don't know. That's what I see the future of of this. The what I, I hope the future of Wit is just three things: collaborations, experimentation, and partnerships. And you know it's it's proven to be a 
damn good track record so far in terms of that. So I think so long as they keep that up and actually keep enjoying themselves, not being mm-hmm. a exploitative uh, company, I think they'll do perfectly fine, honestly. I will say that's one thing I, I, I do notice about Wit, and maybe it's just because no one talks about it. I don't know. Um, but it's a, an anime studio you don't hear a lot of horror stories about. Yeah. Um, and maybe the fact that they are willing to give up uh, a series like Attack on Titan for the sake of not only their studio's preservation, but also maybe for the uh, betterment of their workers and employees, maybe that's a good sign. Maybe that's a sign that it's actually run really well. I honestly think it is. And I think so long as they stick to those uh, morals and ethics, I think they'll do perfectly fine. I think they'll keep on succeeding. And I see a good future ahead for Wit. Honestly, I really do. Yeah. I, I think that if they keep going on the the, the path that they're going, um, I, I think that, yeah, I see mostly good things. Um, maybe stop doing Kisna no Alio. Uh, that's just, <laughs> you know, just, I'm putting that out there. I'm putting that out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, that is, that's Studio Wit. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the future holds for them. But for now, we wait for more Spy X Family and the Suicide Squad Isekai. <laughs> Be honest. I think though. it's going to be a good time. Be honest, though. Okay. If it's really good, if the Suicide Squad Isekai is really good, I mean really good, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think they're going to go with more DC stuff, or are they just going to go out and get more Western properties? I think there is an actual chance that if it succeeds, if it makes DC money as well, I think they'll be like, okay, you can have more stuff to work with. Mm. I say, say, say what you will about DC's actual movies that they make. Their marketing team is really good. Oh, absolutely. And uh, here's the, another thing. DC's animated movies are, are really good. And leagues above uh, Marvel's uh, animated movies. Like the comparison yeah. just isn't even there. It's a night and day difference. So who knows? Maybe this is a match made in heaven. Uh, or maybe it will crash and burn like everything else DC seems to touch these days. <laughs> hey, just the preview alone looks fantastic. Yeah, what little we have seen does look fantastic. So it gives me it gives me some hope. Some hope. That's going to be it for us. Thank you, everyone out there, for dropping in to watch uh, me and Shinoda rant and rave about uh, Wit Studio. Uh, let us know down below if there is another anime studio you'd like to see us cover in a similar fashion in these retrospective styles that we uh, do for studios that we haven't already done. Um, we're, we're certainly open to suggestions for studios you think we should look at uh, their works for. Also, um, if you like what you saw, do uh, leave us a like. Be sure to subscribe if you're new here and you have it and you want to see more. Uh, we put out new episodes of the Anime Club After Dark podcast every Monday evening. Um, check down below as well where you can find links to Anime Club After Dark on uh, Twitter. Uh, join our Discord server as well where, as Chinoda mentioned, occasionally we do uh, watch parties. We also do some hangouts where we just shoot the shit. And, and talk game about- nights. 
and game nights. We also have game nights where we stream on YouTube as well a couple of times every week. So be sure to join us for that. We also have a merch store linked down below where you can buy Anime Club After Dark merchandise and really help us out. But with that, I have been your host, Alex, and we will see you next time. Say goodnight, Shinoda. Watch Ancient Mangus Bride, please. <laughs> <laughs> These bitches did an entire ass Pokemon movie and we didn't even talk about it. Oh, right. Fuck. I forgot about that. <laughs> no, they did. They worked on a Pokemon. The power of us. I don't know which. What is that like the 117th uh, Pokemon movie? <laughs> it's It was like 20 something, 23rd or 24th, I think. My God, just let the franchise die like Ash. Uh, no, they got to they got to they got to milk, milk, milk that tanks. They got to milk, milk, milk that tanks. Vaporeon teeth. <laughs>